All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, May 17th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, on Mondays, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host on Mondays, Mr. Big Marcel, as well as my co-host on Thursdays, who's joining us on a Monday, Mr. AJ Shulo. And I want to get both of you guys on because we had a great car in the weekend, UFC 262. First off, uh, what, how's it going, guys? Marcel, I'll start with you, man. I know you got your second COVID shot, so you're all COVID free now. How's it going, man? Yeah, man, sexy 24-7, as you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all good. Of course, always. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm all good. Uh, happy to talk some uh, MMA, you know, and uh, good to have AJ on today as well. You know, always cool. AJ, how's it going with you, man? Everything good? Yeah, good. I just found out about Marcel's shot. I actually just had my second shot today, so oh, something we have guys. in common there. Yeah, I think you did too. Did you not? You I had my first shot. I only got my first, but I, I the thing is, in Canada, like a lot of people don't even have their first one, so I was I was feeling lucky to get the first one. But yeah, second one's in in August. Um, it's yeah. they're rolling it out a little bit more here but we've been a lot slower up here in canada than obviously you guys in the states and then you guys over in holland apparently we're faster than us which i don't understand at all i mean canada is a pretty big country but apparently we're slow at this anyways um glad to get you guys on the show obviously uh like i said i want to talk about ufc 262 so you know i said last week <clears throat> during the prediction show i said i don't think anyone can have a really good read in this card this card is very difficult to predict i went six and six on my predictions my bets were two and two AJ, I know you had a slight profit, if I'm not mistaken, and your night, so that's good. How? But I think you guys both went six and six as well, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, like for for overall picks, I believe that's what it was. I think we all did. Um, it was kind of a tough card to to predict, man. There was a lot of obviously tight fights, as we knew about. Let's start with the main event. We'll work our way down, guys. So, I gotta give myself a pat in the back on this one, guys, because I went out there and said Oliver is going to knock out Chandler, and everyone called me an idiot once again, just like they all called me an idiot when I said. Lahovitz was going to beat Adesanya, <laughs> and like when I said Rose was going to beat Whaley, I'm, I'm an idiot, right, guys? So that's okay, but uh, no, it's okay. People, not. The people in this chat Even know you that, that I'm not dumb, but I, I did another podcast where people had some comments about me, and I was just like really surprised because I know the sport pretty well, guys, and I saw the improvements that he was making on the feet, and I've seen Michael Chandler get knocked out multiple times, and his durability absolutely is an issue. He, it looked like he gassed out pretty hard after that first round. Um, I love the fight for as long as it lasted. It was a great matchup. Obviously, Oliver ends up winning via second-round knockout. And like I said, AJ, I got to give myself some props on that one, man, because I'm in a pool where you have to pick um, the method. Almost everyone had a submission. I was like, man, if I don't pick sub, then I'm going to go down in points by two points, right? So I was like, okay, you know what? Just take a shot in the knockout because you know you can do it. So he gets a knockout. But it ended up breaking even for the night because – I thought Arujo won that fight, and I lost. Everyone else had Jukagian. So I thought I was the sharp guy who's going to get ahead in the pool. Turns out I'm the same way. But let's talk about this fight, guys. I'll start with you, AJ. Um, Michael Chandler gets finished by Oliver. Give me your thoughts on this matchup, man. It was a great fight for as long as it lasted. Yeah, I'll, I'll own it. I got the prediction wrong here. I didn't bet Chandler, but uh, I did bet the fight doesn't go the distance. Um, in hindsight, I maybe could have bet the under under rounds prop there. I just I saw the fight doesn't go the distance at minus 360, and I just jumped on it. But as far as the fight goes... Man, um, it was awesome for as long as it lasted. Like, um, performance of the night bonus to Oliver, rightfully so. Um, he just showed off his ever-improving striking. He's always been a guy that's kind of had underrated power in the sense that, like, if you look at his resume, he doesn't have a lot of, like, knockouts. But he does hurt a lot of durable guys with his hands. So, um, I guess in hindsight, especially to you, it's not a huge shock that he got the knockout. But I got to applaud Chandler, too, because, like, look, dude, there's not many people that get out of Oliver's back take. And he you know, grab his wrist, turned into him and, and spun it around, got the reversal. And he almost finished Oliver at the end of round one. So it was a truly like high variance fight. 
Um, but ultimately, like you pointed out, it was, uh, you know, Oliveira's uh, durability advantage, you could say, uh, that that weather, that storm got the knockout. And uh, yeah, I think the main event really delivered. Yeah, you know what, man, that first round, right? Like, I think that that was a real telling sign for Oliveira going forward, especially that he didn't give up because in the past he has quit in those positions. He gets in a bad spot like Paul Felder fight, Cub Swanson, et cetera, where Max Holloway. I mean, there's a lot of fights and a lot of people were kind of down on him for that. But like I talked about last week, like I had seen... I hadn't seen that quit in him in a long time, especially at 155, which seems like his right weight class. Um, you know, AJ, like you said, high-variance fight, so it's not like I had a ton of confidence by any means. But at the end of the day, you know, I did think that the improvements in the striking could get it done. Um, I watched his last couple of fights really closely again, and, man, he looked good. Marcel, uh, give me your thoughts on this fight, man, because it was a hell of a knockout. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fun fight, man. By the way, round one, 10 ate my ass. Um, I don't agree with that either. I saw two judges give 10 8. I don't think so. Yeah. Go ahead. No, me neither. Um, yeah, what I, I mean, actually, Oliveira did what I didn't expect him to do. I know this uh, coming back after adversity. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And uh, that's, that's why I went with Chandler, because I knew he was going to go in that position. And I expected him not to come back from that position. And, man... Uh, when people actually kind of expect it, like uh, Chandler is now going to do it in the second round, <laughs> Oliveira did it, you know, and it was only like 20 seconds, less than 20 seconds. So, yeah, good for him. Um, deserved, man. You know, I, I, I'm so happy for Oliveira. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, he, he's, he was waiting a long time to get this opportunity. And uh, we were thinking uh, that, that he was going to get passed over because uh, he turned down a, a non-title fight with Michael Chandler earlier, you know. So, um yeah, good for him, and I think much deserved as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very happy with, with the outcome. Although I picked Chandler, I'm very happy Oliveira got the win. Yeah, you look great. Let me get these comments. Daniel, Sear. Hey, guys, I'm not going to comment. Lurking states, evening, UK. Hey, man, I'm glad you're here. I had some under bets, broke even on the whole. Yeah, I had a break even night, too. Added with another main event win. Thanks, man. I think I'm on a roll right now with the main events. That's why I'm worried, because I have a really strong lean for next week's. Or, sorry, for, like, yeah, the, uh, this Saturday's. And I'm like, but I've got like four in a row or something. Like one of them is going to be wrong at some point. Maybe not this week, though. Maybe the one uh, in two weeks. The curse of the UFC's promotion bias is real per Dana. Ah, I mean, I, I just feel like Chandler really shouldn't have even got the title shot in the first place. I understand why they gave it to him. Obviously, he promoted the fight really well. I'm not sure what to think about Michael Chandler, guys. Like, i got to be honest. Like, I've watched him fight for a long time. I think he is a good fighter. I don't think he's an elite lightweight, though. And I think we've seen that a few times now. Because, again, I talked about this last week. AJ, in Bellator title fights, he was 6-5 and five overall. 22 and 5 in Bellator, but only 6 and 5 in the title fights. So to me, like that's a telling sign that, yeah, he beats up a lot of these guys that we talked about, some of these lower level guys. But when he does step up, sometimes he wins, sometimes he doesn't. And, I, and I've seen him disappoint so many times in the past. That's the, that's, the, that's the one benefit I'll give myself from watching the sport for so long. I'd seen him lose to Will Brooks a couple times. I remember how big of upsets those were. I remember how shocked I was at the time. So I knew that he could lose. I knew he wasn't unbeatable. Um, I definitely think Chandler's good, but. Again, 35 years old, guys. You know, he's not a young guy anymore. 35 for the lightweight division is actually a little bit on the older side. Um, don't get me wrong. I think he can still compete with a lot of the top 10 guys. I think, you know, maybe they give him like Gaethje next or something, someone coming off a loss uh, in the top 10. I don't know who else. They, maybe maybe in Ferguson. We'll talk about in a second here. I'm not sure they give him, but, you know, he says he's going to be the champion again. I'm not, so, I'm not convinced, guys. I got to be honest. Like, I think he's a good fighter. But the durability is a huge question, and his cardio seemed to really – it seemed like he had an adrenaline dump. I don't know what you guys think, but after that first round, it's like his first main event in the UFC, and he looked absolutely tired in the corner, and about a minute later was on his ass getting knocked down twice by Charles Oliveira. I don't know what you thought about that, Marcel. You think he got out a little bit? 
Yeah, that that also, and uh, also like also like I said, man, I I picked Chandler because I thought the style of the fight would be uh, prefer preferable for him, you know, because I think in many guys who he can fight in the lightweight division, I wouldn't pick him, but. Um, because of the intensity he always brings early in the fight, I thought he, he could beat Charles. That, that's the only reason why why I thought he, he, he would be, we would beat him, you know? But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Chandler is a good fighter. But I, I said it last time to you uh, when it was with Cole. Uh, I don't see Chandler actually being a top-five guy, but I thought the Oliveira fight was a good fight for him. But I don't see him really as a top five guy. I said that back then. And mm -hmm. it's maybe weird for me to say now because I picked him to win the title, you know. But, it's all matchups, though. Uh, it's all matchups. Yeah, I know you're, it's yeah matchups, every matchup fights, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's top five either, guys. I got to be honest with you. He beat Dan Hooker and he showed we didn't see anything in that fight. We just saw him punch him and knock him out. That's the thing. I was like, we didn't see him go deep. And yeah, you can say a lot about Oliver, but we had seen Oliver fight almost 30 times in the UFC. So we had a bit of an idea of what would happen if. He did get over that first. Um, lightweight's gonna be even money line division as long as if you retired. I agree. I agree with that. The odds came out, by the way, guys. I'll ask you this on this one, AJ. He says he likes Oliveira beat Connor. The odds came out for Connor versus Oliveira and Dustin versus Oliveira. <clears throat> and Charles is actually the underdog in both those fights. Against Dustin, I understand, but I gotta be honest, guys. I, I would love to take him up plus money if Connor wins that fight. We can fight, we can see Oliveira Connor and get Oliveira plus 145. I would hammer that. I'm not gonna lie. What do you think, AJ? Any thoughts on those two lines? Any initial thoughts? Yeah, I'd have to firmly tape study it, but course, I know that, yeah, with the line opening like there, I didn't see where it moved, but I could see to your point, a lot of people just steaming that Oliveira line. Yeah. Recency bias is real, and and even with that said, I still do think he can. He does have the recipe to beat Connor. We know that Connor, yeah. especially when he's tired and on his back, he's definitely a liability down there. So, um, and Oliveira's uh, the best submission grappler in the history of the UFC, technically, with all of his his yeah. wins uh, by submission. Yeah. So. Uh, he gets on the ground, especially against a tired Connor. It could be just like a minus 1,000 path to victory for Charles. <laughs> I agree with that. You know what's crazy? So he has the most submissions in UFC history. He already had that 16. Now he has the most finishes at 17, which I think is one more than Anderson now. So um, mm. Marcel, Hall of Fame one day for this guy. What do you think? Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely, if he keeps going, keeps doing this. I mean, he has the most submission wins in UFC history, or do you not put him in the Hall of Fame, you know? Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, I, I also want to say, like, all these, uh, sorry, not everybody, but those idiot fans who are like, yeah, he's just a belt holder before Poirier or Connor comes. Listen, guys, Poirier chose to fight Connor. He could fight for the belt. He chose to fight Connor. He chose to fight to get for the money. That's his choice. Charles is the champion. Deal with it. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. All right. Let's move on to the next fight, guys. I already alluded to it. Tony Ferguson, he loses a unanimous decision once again. He's lost 11 straight rounds now, which is just nuts to me. Um, this is a guy that a few years ago, a lot of us, including myself, thought this guy could be stylistically the guy that would be Habib. I really did think he was going to give Habib serious problems. Fight never ended up happening. Um, he ends up fighting Gaethje, gets just teed off on in that fight for five rounds. And honestly, I feel like he's aged like 20 years since that fight, which was last May, guys. So one year ago, it feels like he's about... He was about 36 last year. feels like he's about 56 now. He looked just terrible in this fight. He did have that Darce series at some points in the fight, and I think maybe some lower-ranked like guys at lightweight would get tapped out by that, but Benil Darius would – it wasn't tight enough for, for him to tap out. And, you know, you got to give Tony some credit. I mean, he really did uh, – man, that, 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 uh, that heel hook was nasty, and he, he survived through that pain once again. The arm bar in the last fight, now the heel hook. But, guys, 37 years old, three straight losses – AJ, is Tony Ferguson completely washed up at this point in his career? 
I mean, yeah, there's a lot of guys that can be able to beat him, not just Charles and Benil. If he can't get up from bottom, then, you know, pretty much anybody that wants to take him down that has good jujitsu concepts in top position could beat him. Um, it's just, that's just the fight game for you. We'll get into Sosa and Muniz later, but it's like, yeah, yeah if Tony was in his prime, yeah, sure. He could be uh, Benil, but he's just not like, that's just the reality that something that I had to learn from. I actually learned my lesson with this, with, with Tony fought Oliveira. And I just, I, I can't bet fighters that are regressing. I just, I'm not going to do it. Cause I'm just guessing as to how far away they are from their, their prime. And then they could easily get old overnight. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but on the flip side, this is a great win for Benil Dariush. He, this is a guy that's one of the hardest working, smartest guys in the UFC. It makes me so happy to see this guy succeed. And it was egregious that the fans were booing him. I mean, he shouldn't have had to call out Elon Musk for the fans <laughs> to stop booing to, you know, as like a joke, but like, dude, I would like to see Benil maybe fight Gaethje. Um, And honestly, this is going to be probably a hot take. People aren't going to like this, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ferguson gets cut. Cause like if the UFC is looking no, it's at a hot take. I think you're right. I think you're around the money. Because he has a yeah. high salary, guys, and he's not performing. So, Marcel, I was going to ask you. Actually, I was going to ask you that. Do you think he gets cut? It's possible, you know. But um, yeah, it kind of depends what the UFC wants, what he wants. I think Ferguson is the kind of guy who still thinks he can be the lightweight champion someday. But um, man, can I also say I'm glad he grew his hair back because in his last fight he looked like 85, man, and now uh, he, he, he does look like Ferguson again. He yeah. looks like he's aged 100 years overnight, yeah. guys. I'm serious. But he just doesn't look like the same guy. He's know? a great fighter, man. But he he's just, it's he just, he really looks past his prime, man. Can't say oh, anything. Yeah, it kind of remembers me, remembers me like T. Tyron Woodley, man. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like completely gone. Yeah, and I talk about this every week, guys. I, I literally say this every podcast, AJ. I'm going to say it again. Every single card, every single week, one of our heroes from the past gets old overnight, guys. And this week it was Tony and it was Jocker Ray. We'll talk about in a minute here. But love the guy. I think they will release him, honestly, because I think he makes a lot of money and he's not performing. And he's not really even competitive anymore. So may, if he's lucky, Dana, Dana likes him, obviously. So maybe they'll give him one more shot. But even if they do, guys... And I talked about this on my Twitter today. I talked about the matchmaking, right? It's different now. They're not going to give him a layup guy in the out of the top 15. I think they would give him someone like Islam and be like, go fight Islam. Go see if you're still top 10. Because at this point in the UFC, it's not about any fighter anymore. It's only about the promotion. They want to find the best guy. It's sink or swim. So if Tony does stay in the UFC and he does fight someone else, it won't be an unranked guy for him to bounce back. They don't do that anymore, guys. It'll be a killer like Islam. A killer like Gillespie, someone like that, that's going to probably wrestle him again. We can get these comments. I don't, uh, Jose, what's going on, man? He says, I don't think it will happen, but I would favor Gillespie over Darius' thoughts. That'd be a really competitive fight, I think. I mean, Darius obviously has great wrestling, great jiu-jitsu. Um, Gillespie looked incredible, but I don't know. Any thoughts on that? I'll start with you, AJ. Any thoughts? I mean, that's kind of a what-if fight, but it'd be a good matchup. What do you, what do you think? I pick Gillespie often because I think the way you need to beat him is to knock him out uh, just because his wrestling is so relentless and everything and his cardio is so good. Um, but that said, he, Gillespie's still very flawed on the feet. So like, um, I think it would, if the odds were opened, it would be closely lined, especially based on the momentum of Benil. Um, But yeah, I would have to look at it a little bit more, but I could see to Jose's point, I could see Gillespie winning that fight. He's got a clear as day path of victory with those takedowns and, and cardio nonstop for 15 or shorter. Quick thoughts, quick thoughts, Marcel, any thoughts on that fight? Yeah, I, at this moment, if you if you say uh, who would you pick right now, I would go with Darius. But um, I mean, things can can change. You know what I mean? And maybe if I'm looking yeah. looking further into it, maybe I change my my opinion. But 
Uh, right from right now, we would say Darius probably. Yeah, and again, seven straight wins. There's nothing to scoff at, right? I, I don't think this was his best performance. He did what he needed to do to win the fight. It was a smart performance. I don't think it was his best performance. I don't think it would get him a title shot. Didn't seem like Dana was too happy about it, to be honest with you. But, you know, he says, I'm going to take some time off, then I'll fight again at the end of the year. Uh, I don't I, I think you said you know, I think that would be a good fight. Uh, you know, because, but the only thing is, they're both Ali guys. Will he even do that? What are you going to say, Marcel? And then I should stop being such a pissball, man. If somebody doesn't fight how he does, how he wants, how he wants it, man, it's really yeah. st starting to piss me off, man. Wrestling is a part of MMA. It's just starting you know? to. It's been pissing it, me off for yeah, years, bro. Come yeah, on, yeah, for years, man. For years. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, dude, dude, go into fucking uh, Zufar boxing or something if you don't like the the ground game. You know what I mean? I know. This is MMA. I, uh, I mean, yeah. so annoying to me. I agree. And you know what? I'm gonna keep that point because I'm gonna get these comments, and then we're going to the next fight right away. So he says. I thought you looked old with the, with the hair. And Glenn says, can't wonder if uh, if Tony went to the traditional gym with better game plans. I, I agree. I mean, like, I love Ben Saunders. He's he's a friend of mine. I love the guy. Is that Does that really need to be your lead corner, man? I don't think that was a good idea. I think he does need to go to a, a big camp. Like, imagine he was an American top team or American kickboxing academy or one of these big camps like, like Sanford. Imagine he was at a traditional camp. I don't think he'll ever do it. He's just a different guy. That's not his type of thing. But you know, going to train with Freddie Roach, guys, boxing coach for this fight, didn't make much sense to me, and it didn't help at all. He didn't, he didn't throw his hands either. Not only is his ground game bad, but his striking is just non-existent now. It's crazy. Tony and Nick Diaz, I'd watch that fight. Who's already a fighting next? He turned down Islam, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Islam, I believe, said that. I don't know who's going to fight. I mean, maybe – well, Darius is his training partner. They won't fight. Um, I don't know. Gaethje? I don't know. I'm not sure. They got to find Gaethje a fight, though. Wrestling's part of MMA. Darius didn't perform great. Go easy on Dan on this one. I think it was kind of, honestly, guys, it was kind of a boring fight, but I would have did the same thing. I said in the podcast, I was like, this is what I said last week. I was like, if he's smart, he will wrestle. So he, he does the smart thing and we're going to criticize him. That's not fair. You know what I mean? So I think it was a smart game plan, but I can see why as the promoter, you wouldn't be happy. Now, I want to talk about the next fight because what Marcel said hit the nail on the head here with this is MMA. It's not striking. It's not kickboxing. I, I understand bad decisions are part of the game, guys. I get that. I really did think Arujo won the first two rounds of the fight because the first round clearly she won. We're gonna talk about this fight, Arujo Chukagian. First round clearly Arujo. Second, third round clearly Chukagian. Second round was the question mark, right? But to me, if you get full mount for multiple minutes, you get multiple submission attempts, and yeah, you get pieced up a little bit at the end of the round. But if you control the first four minutes and then lose the last minute, you still won the round. So I didn't like this decision. That 30-27 scorecard was absolute shit. What a bad scorecard. But I even think 29-20 is a bad scorecard, guys. I think it was a really square play to bet Chukagi in this fight. I think Arujo was the right side. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this fight. I'll start with you, Marcel, this time. Who do you think won this fight? Again, guys, I am a little biased because I, I did bet on her. But at the same time, I understand the scoring. And it's not striking. It's MMA. You have to count the ground stuff, too. Marcel, how would you score this fight? Yeah, apparently you can win a fight with six minutes. I mean, um, I had the first round for Arushua. Well, I kind of say it was close, but I think she had the, the more meaningful uh, shots, in my opinion, what she did. And uh, she, she did great in the, in, the, in the second round. Only the last minute she uh, she didn't do well. And Caitlin Shukagian did better. Third round was a clear round for Shukagian, I think. Um, so I had 29-28 for Arushua. But I wasn't surprised, man. These, these, these judges no. always get swayed by yeah. Shukagian, by our hot, hot, hot. And, uh, I, I we, knew we that was going to be a risk, too. And that's yeah. why I should have laid off on this one, guys. Yeah, we, we, yeah. We, touch, we touch her one time, but we make 10 sounds. And we think, and everybody thinks she hit her 10 times while she hit her one time. So, yeah, I mean, 
listen, man, good for Shukagian. That's the way she she rolls. You know what I mean? But um, man, the the judges should see should see that. Uh, although I know there are many different opinions on this fight. So yeah, AJ, what do you think? So I sort of for Ariusha. One thing, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree with this, but one thing I've noticed that judges have been doing is they've been giving the rounds for fighters despite them losing at the beginning and middle of them ending strong. And Chikagan, yeah. to her credit, she did add round two very strong. She came out aggressive. She she actually like went for it. And so that's something that was brought on my radar back. I don't know if you guys remember Caitlin Vieira versus Yana Kunitskaya. Like Vieira had like all the control in rounds two and three, but Yana was able to get on top for like the last minute or 30 seconds mm-hmm. or so and just beat her up with ground and pound. And so they get they scored that fight for Yana. So I always note it in tape study. One of the things that I've factored in my handicapping is Fight IQ, I think the fight IQ on a fighter is high if they have the urgency at the end of the round to finish that round strong. Go for that takedown. Land, you know, go after their opponent. Be aggressive. And so um I can understand from one perspective, but I do agree uh that Ariusha probably should have gotten her hand raised because she had the mount, she landed the ground and pound. And I, I was looking yeah. at the stats too. So the stats it's, favored her. It's not as like well. she was just falling that- to the ground. She had full mounts. That is so many points in my mind. Go ahead, Marcel. There is no consistency in that as well. You know, you saw Ludovic Klein last week against Trezano, who went for the takedown in those two rounds, and he had control for one minute, and he didn't get the round. So there is no consistency at all with the judging. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we knew that it would be a risk in Texas. We all knew that. I should have laid off this one. It is what it is. I really thought that the judges would be smarter than the grunting, but they, they couldn't get past the grunting, guys. <laughs> all right, let's get these comments. Um Kenshiro, what's going on, man? All Vera Glitz channeling around to you ran off with the belt literally. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I love when he jumped in the, the crowd. I love when that happens. With the judging and skill issues, best not to hold events in Texas in the future. They'll go back. I mean, there's too much money. Not, I think Dave even said we're probably going to go back for the end of the year to Texas and to uh, Florida. And now, obviously, they're going to Arizona next month. Second round was close. to have to watch again. I really thought Arizona won because I think that full mount, submission attempt for full mount, she had that guillotine team for full mount. That's, that's, that's points. That is, that's controlling. That's dominance. So to me, I'm I'm with you, AJ. They have these judges have really short memories, but you would hope they're better than that. Rob Brown, what's going on, Rob? Thanks for the content, fellas. Hey man, glad to glad for you to be here, man. Glad you're getting something out of it. I know you're a really good better yourself. Uh Chikagian Kinshiro says Chikagian clearly won. I'm not sure about that, but uh, you talked about Antonina. Man, <laughs> we'll talk about her in a minute. My God, she's bad. She's terrible, guys. Talk about someone that's got to get cut. You're gonna cut Coney Ferguson. You gotta cut Antonina too. Let's be honest. This girl cannot wrestle. I thought it was so bad. It was terrible. Erisha looked gassed. Yeah, I agree she did. But again, I still think the like if you win one minute, so if you win 20% of a round, you shouldn't win the round. should be the person who won 80% of the round. Do you guys think Justin's TD is overrated? Is Khabib that good? Khabib's not good. That's what it is. And, and Justin, I can't remember right now, but I think he won the first round with like the low kicks and stuff in that fight. It was a, it was a competitive first round. All right, next fight. Oh, sorry. Actually, I think I did the other order, but I don't even want to talk about this fight because this fight was so fucking boring. Why was this on the main <laughs> card? Why was Max Schnell and Jerry Bontor on the main card? Someone tell me why they put this on the main card. This fight I sucked. I, guys, I was trying not to fall asleep during this fight. I was like, okay, go get a drink. Get some water. Come on. This fight was – it stunk. I think we all got her pick wrong too. I don't. Only Nick was the only guy in Osbrecht that had Bontorin. So good for him. Um. AJ, brief thoughts, like 10 seconds on this fight because it stunk. Oh, I was I was way off here. I thought Chanel would box him up on the feet, and, and it was Bontrine that was boxing him up, got the takedown. Yeah, yeah fair, fairly uneventful fight compared to the rest of the card, but uh, I, I agree with Bontrine getting his hand raised. Any thoughts, Marcel? The fight took place at 5, 5.45 a.m. 
in the morning over here. And I didn't score this five for MMA decisions, so you know exactly what happened. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I, I, know. I, I, barely, I barely saw something. I only saw like I'll one. Be honest, I didn't even show. care about this fight at all. I didn't care. I was watching it. I'm like, I don't even care who the judges gave this one to. It's one of those fights. I didn't have any action on either, AJ. And from a DFS point of view, um, I just kind of faded it in general when I could. You know, it was a good also fight to fade, obviously. Class. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so he beat up a guy at another weight class and he still missed weight. That was the other thing. He missed weight too. Should Schnell have even taken the fight? Maybe he shouldn't. Maybe it was a mistake to take the fight. You know what I mean? Let me get these comments. Arugia was gassed. I lost. Oh, yeah. We'll talk with Priscilla after. Pasha Krakachev. Don't know him. Schnell was from Houston. That's the only logical reason. I think I thought he was from uh, Louisiana, but I guess maybe he is. Schnell won. I don't know the judges. I think you're probably on an island there, Kenshiro. I think it was close, but Bontarine seemed like he did more damage and deserved it. <laughs> he went to make a coffee before the round began. He knew it would be a snoozer. It was just, it, I still didn't understand why it was on the main card. Anyways, uh, opening up the main card, though, we've got to talk about this fight because this was fight of the night. This, and we called, I did, I called this one too, said it was fight of the night. I did call this last week, Marcel. I think you called it too, Marcel. We both said we fight of the night. I mean, Edson Barboza to me, guys, it's just like, I, to me, he's a legend. I love watching him fight. And AJ, way too technical, just way too technical. And Burgos, once again, relying on his chin, relying on his chin to block punches. And we get a, two rounds of just back and forth striking. Barboza just really chopping him up with the legs. And then the last round gets knocked out with a really funny punch to the head. But, you know, people are saying, oh, I've never seen that happen. I've seen that happen. Michael Chandler happened to Michael Chandler, Will Brooks. Come on, guys. What does everyone have such short memories for? He got clipped in the temple and went to call timeout. John McDessie and, and Donald Cerrone, same thing. These guys' brains get scrambled. He broke his jaw on that fight. Go ahead. Go ahead. AJ. And uh, Oliveira and Swanson, same type That's of another deal. one. That's, I was at that fight in Toronto. And I, well, I remember I had Cub Swanson plus two under that night. I remember that really well. I was like, yes. But he got dropped and like, reacted and everyone's talking shit about him. Guys, sometimes you get hit in the right spot. Your brain just turns off. A lot of fans don't realize what happens in the cage, man. Like, you get punched in the head for a living. This this will happen. The accumulation of damage in this fight and the last one with Josh Emmett where he got dropped twice, finally caught to Shane Burgos. Kenshiro says, I thought he had a stroke and died. I didn't think that would happen. I just thought his brain turned off because it's a fight or flight response from your body, guys. His body said, that's it. You're done. And shut off completely. I love Shane Burgos, guys. I think this could be a career-changing fight for him. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 guy going forward because he took way too much damage in this fight. And for Barboza, another amazing way. We'll start with you, AJ. Give me your thoughts on this fight, man. Fight of the night, great fight for as long as it lasted. Oh, dude, it was awesome. And it's left to, I love to see that Edson still have has a, enough left in the tank. He was the one guy out of the three guys that I had worries about them aging that I felt like he had enough left in the tank just based on how he's performed recently. And Shane, like, I was so conflicted with my prediction here. I ended up picking Shane because he's the prototype of the guy, the guy that brings the pace, the pressure that gives Barboza like troubles and gets him to slow down as the fight goes on. But like, man, like you pointed out, dude, Shane is just so willing to take damage. And it's just like, you know, I was nervous for him off the Emmett fight. Like, yeah, he survived there, but he just took a beating. So, but as far as the fight goes, it was awesome. Um, you know, delayed reaction with the knockout, but uh, you know, from start to finish, it was incredible. Marcel, give me your thoughts on this fight and the knockout. Yeah, I kind of disagree with you guys with uh, with the delay. You know what? what you, you bring up Swanson against uh, Oliveira, but this was like even longer, man. It was like three seconds longer, you know? Um, it, it was crazy to me. I, I haven't seen it in this way. I have seen delayed knockouts, but this was kind of extreme to me, you know? And um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a great fight overall. You know, you saw uh, Anson Barbosa super technical. We all know that. And Shane Burgos always comes forward. Um, there's always there's also his, uh, his catchphrase, go forward, keep going forward. Uh, I mean, it was a great fight, man, but uh, he took a lot of damage in that fight. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I briefly talked to him after the fight. He was like, my scans are all okay. So everything was good. And, um, yeah. We're gonna see what happening. I mean, for Barbosa, this is a uh, man. What Barbosa against Giga Chikatsa? How crazy would that be? You know what I mean? Uh, two two crazy uh, stand-up fighters against each other again. And uh, for Burgos, yeah, we got to see what what's next for him. So uh, yeah, it was a great fight, fight of the night, well deserved. And uh, I think most people called this fight of the night, man. I mean, we called it both, but I think many people knew this was going to be fight of the night. I'm yeah, no, for sure. It's not like that was a that wasn't really a bold prediction. Let's be honest. It's not <laughs> like I'm calling Oliver and Nako Chandler. That's a bold prediction. This one was like this fight is going to be fucking amazing, and it was. And I'm watching this fight with my with my fiance, and I'm just like, babe, this is why I fucking love this sport because the fights like this. <laughs> I love this sport. She loves it too. By the way, her picks were amazing. She did better than anyone at MMA odds break, but she got eight right. Unlike the rest of us, the most brought was Brian at seven. So her picks have been money this week. I started listening to her, man. She's been money lately. I bet the under for Barboza uh, Burgos. Yeah, you know, I was surprised, AJ, how many people were really like confident in Burgos considering how much damage he takes in his fights. Shane Burgos, no head movement. I agree. He trained. Yeah. You know what? Him and Calvin Cater, two guys that took way too much damage. And that would be a good fight, too, to be honest with you, just to kind of see who still has something left. Jiga said that he has a fight lined up. He's already accepted the fight or something. So I'm guessing it's going to be Yair or um, someone like that, like Zabit, someone like that, because I can't imagine Barboza can make a quick turn. I mean, this was a war. He cut his shin open, too, by the way, with those low kicks. That was brutal, eh? Like, what a fight, man. This guy's bleeding all over. And I've, by the way, I've seen fights get stopped because guys have cuts in their legs before. I have seen doctors stop the fight. So I was like, please don't stop this shit because he, he, he still wants to fight. All right, let's go to the prelims here. We got half an hour left, so we'll go through the prelims a little quicker. Um, but we got to talk about this fight for a sec because this was another money call by your man, Adam Martin here. Andre Muniz, baby. Let's go, baby. Come on. That's where I won plus 115. Woo. Upside play, AJ. Once again, bet against the 40-year-old fighters, AJ. Have I talked you into this, AJ? Do you understand my system now? Go ahead. No, I do. And and here's the thing is, well, unlike the last fight, you know, that was a prediction that, you know, a lot of people were on. But this one, you were on an island here. And you've been on a lot of islands this year, and it paid off for you. So uh, I also got to give a shout-out to Real Chris Olsen, who I did the Rotowire pod. He had the hottest take ever. He said Muni's by submission. I was just like, yeah, I could see Muni's winning. But, like, by submission, I'm like, man. I'm like, I'm not doubting your pick or anything. But, like, that would just be crazy. And then, let alone he goes out there and he snaps – Soza's arm, uh, I saw Soza posted a video. He's expected to have surgery, so good to see he's he's in good spirits and everything. But, like, man, dude, Muniz actually looks, like, good even prior to that. You know, he landed a couple takedowns. Uh, he wasn't afraid to go to the ground with Soza. And, like, everybody was, like, talking about, like, it seemed kind of foolish to some, at least for some of the people that I was watching the event with. They're like, how could this guy say he's a better grappler than Jacare Soza? And then he goes out there and he proves it. So um, I know you're a big stats guy, the age, the reach, um, yep. just like these guys. Like, yeah, sure, if these – if match these guys up in their prime that the result could be different of course but that's not what we were working with here so uh it's definitely a good thing to look into those wide uh age discrepancies absolutely i told you 10 plus years i will and 40 year old guy aj i bet against every 40 year old mary you know alexia lenick <laughs> andre olowski okay i did pick him in his, against chase sherman that's because it was cheap again it's matchup dependent i had me all day faded jockery yeah marcel we talked about last week i said how fucking crazy would it be if he submitted him i didn't think that was gonna happen i thought maybe you don't wrestle him Actually, AJ, I think he was all wrestling him. He did have a couple takedowns. It looked like 
He was a lot bigger, by the way. That guy's huge for that division. But Marcel, you even said, how crazy would that be if he submitted it? He goes out and does it. He basically did what Anthony Hernandez did to Rodolfo Vieira a few months ago. Marcel, you know what? I'll say, I was watching the, the weigh-in show, pre-weigh-in show on, on Friday, and Daniel Cormier was asked, what do you think about Muniz? Do you think he'd be top 15? And Cormier goes, Andre Muniz, that guy will never be top 15. I'm like, man, this guy's so ignorant. He gets paid so well to cover the sport. He's a commentator, gets to sit, KHI, and didn't watch the tape on Muniz because Muniz is really good. Marcel, who should he fight next? Yeah, DC is also not a commentator. He's just there because UFC likes him. Um, I mean, who, who do I want to see Muniz fight? Uh, so, somebody obviously in the top 15, man. I mean, and by the way, we both called Muniz to win this 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 fight, you know? I think uh, AJ did too, if I'm not mistaken. AJ, you did pick Muniz. Yep, yeah. Oh, we all, all three. three. Actually, so, I would say the <laughs> majority of guys at the website were on Muniz. So I will give um, our staff credit because I think a lot of us do realize, you know, you have to bet against older fighters. But I'm looking at the rankings, Marcel. So he's not ranked right now, but, you know, I'm looking at the top, t- like, honestly, maybe the, maybe Akhmedov, Tavares, the winner of that yeah, fight. Yeah, I exactly that. wanted to say that. Give him that yeah. one. But also, let's be, yeah. what, what about Jacare, man? He didn't even tap. The referee stopped yeah, the fight he's because so tough. he, to, he's he tough. broke the arm. So I broke, I have broken my arm, too. I broke it training uh, boxing seven, eight years ago. Um, so I haven't had a broken arm too, and it's brutal. Um, my arm's never been the same. I don't think his will ever be the same either. You know what I mean? Like you just don't have the same range of movement and stuff. He's getting surgery on it. I didn't have surgery. I just had my mended like healing over time. So he's a professional athlete, but the, here's the thing. I was like 23 when I broke my arm. He's 20, he's 30, 41 guys. So, you know, to me, AJ, a 41 year old guy breaking his, it's like Anderson, somebody broke his leg against Chris Wyman. Never the same after that. Obviously a leg's mm-hmm. a little different than an arm, but I still feel like, that's his right hand. He's relying on his right hand, guys, and he broke it. So I still feel like, you know, maybe he gets maybe he gets one more fight. But I got to be honest, I think they might let him go too, guys. I think this might be the end of Jokere's UFC career. Let's get these uh, comments. Can sure Andre Muniz is big. He looks huge. How does this guy make 185? He's a monster. Forgot to bet Muniz by submission. Don't worry about that, man. As long as you got the, the money line, it's a good bet. Andre Muniz came with the mission. He's going to end Suze's career. That is a great comment, and it's true. I'm totally over the idea if you're weak, your taps, especially with the UFC loves to show replays and repeat. I'm with you too. I mean, I, I hate guys that don't want to tap, that refuse to tap. Obviously, in his case, he's never been submitted. He's a very proud jiu-jitsu guy. I get it. But especially with like guillotine chokes, when the guy's going to go out, they just don't tap. That's stupid. Just tap out. You guys, you, you lost. Daniel Cormier is one of the most emotionally biased. Con- he's. I really like DC. I've met him before. He's a really nice guy. Obviously, he's a great champion. I don't think he's a great commentator, guys. i got to be honest. I think Paul Felder's way better. I think Michael Bisping's better. I don't know. I think he's very biased when he calls the fights. Um, let's go to the next fight here, guys. Uh, what's this the fight? One second. Um, again, you know, we, we'll go through the prelims a little bit quicker, but we got to this one here. Um, Land of Nadia and Mike Grundy, because this, to me, was a very close fight. And I want to hear you guys score this fight, because my tweet went on TV and I said, man, this fight's hard to score. I honestly have no idea what the judges are going to say. I had so many, I had a few people say, dude, I saw your tweet. That's awesome. But I had so many people come after me, AJ, and be like, what are you talking about? This fight's so easy to score. Landon Vinal is easily winning the fight every round. Then we get the split decision, 30 27 the other way. I think this fight was super hard to close, the score, but I do think 30 27 Grundy's won because obviously Vinata won the third round. But the first two rounds were close. They were super close. I had a 29 28 for Vinata. What did you guys have? AJ, what did you have? Hey, whether you're right or wrong on these sorts of things, we all know you're a sharp guy, Adam, so I wouldn't sweat those too much. But as far as the prediction goes, 
Um, I scored. I got it. this one wrong, by the way. I did bet on Grundy and I lost. I fared square. I thought Venato won. Go ahead, though, AJ, please. Yeah, yeah, no worries. It happens to all of us. But uh, I scored rounds yeah. two and three for Venata. I think you could score round one for Grundy for sure because he landed the takedowns. And even though Venata outstruck him on the numbers by 12, um, I think that the takedowns and the control just optically was a little better look for Grundy. But it was a good fight. I mean, Lando's just one of these inconsistent guys. When he's on and he's focused, he looks pretty good. Like even the Madero's fight, he looked pretty solid there. But then there's other times where he just looks totally flat and gases and just seems more concerned about getting performance bonus than a win. But this was one of these nights where uh, he was focused. He wanted the win and, and he got it. The move down and wait uh, helped him. I wondered if it was going to make him a little bit more motivated. It, it appears it did. And uh, yeah, I mean, this guy, they're, they're both really talented. Um, I don't want to see the UFC let Grundy go. I don't think they would have two losses, but he's a relentless wrestler. He doesn't fight with a massive ego. So I respect that about Grundy. How did you score it, uh, Marcel? First round for Grundy, second and third round for Venata. And I said 29-28 for Venata, but the commentary is awful, I said. Um, I, I got like yeah. people like, how can you score the first round for Grundy? It's clear 30-27. Uh, the commentary isn't awful. I was like, guys, yeah, if you listen to the commentary, it would probably be 30-25 for Venata. Yeah, true. But <laughs> the, I, was literally, the, the I was watching my fiance, and I'm like, babe, I'm like, they're literally not talking about any of these huge punches that Grundy's landing that knocked yeah. him his head back like this. Like, he landed the harder shots, but at the end of the day, too many stuff takedowns a bad is a bad look. And obviously Venata did have more numbers. So I think it was a good call that he won. But I think all three of the scorecards were honestly not good scorecards because they were all different. What well, well, you just said, guys, like Chris Lee had a different scorecard than us. And then the other two judges had different scorecards. So to me, it was a close fight, but you can't go into that fight saying it was like a, a clear Venata win. Because to me, it was super close. I have Venata uh, coming back better and strong. He looked good. I mean, he looked good at 145 too. At the weigh-ins, AJ, I, I swear when I was looking at it, I'm like, man, he looks good. Back off Grundy a little bit. I put a little bit more shares of Venata into my DraftKings, but I still had Grundy as a play. Clearly lost. No problem with that one. It's a fair square loss. I feel uh, worse about the Arujo one where I actually think she should have won that fight. Um, let's go to the next fight here. Jordan Wright and Jamie Pickett. I did pick Jordan Wright here, guys, but I had no confidence in either of these men. Um, no offense to either of these fighters, but they just don't uh, exhume a lot of confidence in my opinion. But Jordan Wright gets the knockout here. A minute and four seconds, AJ. I was hoping that Kerry Hadley was going to stop it because I had Jordan Wright in all my DraftKings, a lot of my DraftKings teams, and I was like, give me that 25-point bonus for the first minute finish, but ends up getting out there at 104. Uh, give me your thoughts on Jordan Wright, the Beverly Hills Ninja. He had a great performance here. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, at least he still put up a big score for you, regardless, a uh, quick win or not. But, uh, you know, this was a fight I, I just knew right away. Yeah, I knew right away I was going to have no action on this on this fight. Just uh, it is what it is. I picked Pickett because I just, like, favored his durability and his competition a bit more, but, like, just they're both so flawed defensively in terms of the stand-up. Uh, we didn't really get to see that. It was kind of weird. Uh, you know, right hit him with those Travis Brown style elbows. And we've seen time and time again, those are just a nasty weapon. You know, you could just lose your equilibrium. I remember uh, when Glover Teixeira was trying to shoot a takedown on Carl Roberson. Roberson, you know, buckled his legs and almost knocked him out. So if you're able to land those elbows on the perfect angle, you could finish the job. And, uh, you know, right, that was the beginning of the end for uh, Pickett. So kudos to the Beverly Hills uh, Ninja. Give me your thoughts, Marcel, on this fight. Yeah, man, good performance from uh, Jordan Wright. And super cool to see uh, Matyushenko and Hardong in this corner as well, uh, mm -hmm. two UFC yep. vets. Um, yep. oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he, he did well. And I'm not really impressed with Pickett, like I said last week, you know. Uh, yep. Wright, Wright got that knockout power in him, you know, and definitely early in the fight. So uh, he, did, he did what he had to do. Uh, very good win for him, man. And uh yeah, I'm looking for what's next for him. I think he, he did really well after getting knocked out by uh, Anthony Hernandez in the Contender Series. 
Um, he looked good since he, he lost to Buckley, I know, but since then he, he also won against Gabriel Checo in LFA, which was a good win for him. And uh, yeah, he's now two and one with the UFC. So uh, yeah, good for him, man. Yeah, he, I, I think he looked pretty good, but uh, Pickett, I expect to get released actually after this one, guys, because he lost both fights and it hasn't looked very good. I thought Embarrasher Pickett, he probably thought he was pos it was not possible to lose to Beverly Hill Ninja. Yeah, I think people just kind of wrote off um, uh, Jordan Wright a little bit too soon, I think, because he had the bad losses, but he's a young guy, right? Guys, AJ, I talk about this whole time. Young guys get better. They have upside. Jane Pickett's a little bit older. Um, Next fight here, guys, I was completely off on this one. I thought it'd be just a close fight. I thought Lee and Shevchenko would be super close. It wasn't close. At Andrea Liu absolutely dominated this fight from bell to bell. She looked phenomenal. And Shevchenko tapped out. I was I was surprised she got the finish at the end of the second round. Sorry, Guy Marcel. I can't remember who you picked in this one. I think you did pick Lee, actually. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> well, did you think she would finish the fight like this, or did you think it would be more of like a decision? I think I called it a decision, man. But I told you, man, if she gets her down, yep. she won't stand yep. up. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and that's, that's yep. the thing. Um, Lee is just... Much better on the ground than Antonina. And Antonina uh, had her in that in that nasty uh, Muay Thai uh, Muay Thai clinch, you know. But yeah, that's the only thing she had going in that fight. Uh, Lee took her to the ground, and absolutely, I was like worried, man. It, it took so long for her to get that submission. I was like, her legs will be sore if she has to yep. do the third round. And then out of nowhere, she she grabbed the triangle armbar, which was a, a great finish for her, man. And a much needed as well. With I think she lost three in a row before, so two split decisions. So yeah, much needed win for Andrea Lee. Good win. I think you got I think you got that one right too, AJ, if I'm not mistaken. Um who'd you pick in that one, AJ? Yeah, yeah. So did you see it playing out like that where she would get the sub? I don't think she'd get the sub, but I did I did acknowledge that Andrea was the better scrambler. I did think that mm -hmm. she was the side. You know, one thing that I noticed that the MMA community does is they just constantly underrate fighters on losing streaks. Like they act as if like, oh, you're on a losing streak, therefore you can't win your next fight. It's one thing if fighters on a losing streak and they're looking terrible in every single moment of those of those fights. But Andrea, to her credit, has won or gone to two split decisions in there. I think she should have beat Roxanne Matafari. That was the concern heading into this matchup. But it's not as if she's not being competitive. Um, but yeah, like she, to Mel Sales' point, if there was a fighter that was going to have more success with the top control, it was Andrea. We saw that. Um, I thought that she was going to have some moderate success standing as well. Antonina is more technical than her, but Andrea is good technically as well. She's got good volume. And I think we just saw the better fighter win here. So I want to see Andrea yeah. Lee. I'm, I'm glad that they gave her another chance because she's super talented. She's just kind of underperformed. Um, I think she's got upside. She's young. Um, she's now training with like Tisha Torres, um, I think in like Colorado and whatnot. So she's got upside. She's mm -hmm. well-rounded. Takedown defense is always going to be a concern as for as is her uh, hit ability. But um, yeah, she's super talented. Yeah. Yeah. She looked great in this fight. No doubt. Best performance in the UFC. I watched where Tavis Shevchenko last week could pick. Yeah, I mean, that was a bad pick by me. Our whole channel lost money on Anthony who got dominated in the clinch. Her Muay Thai plum looked amazing, by the way. It looked like Anderson Silva when she's laying those knees. But after that, taken down and just, like like Kenshiro says, we've never seen her be really fight like that. I love seeing her fight like this. I would like to see also, her do, um, do more grappling, you know? What are you going to say, Marcel? Go ahead. Also, big concern what I see online with people is like, oh, Antonina trains with Valentina, so she's probably going to get better. Or she's She's... She's probably no, not as good as Valentina, but she may become close. It's like those are two completely different fighters, in my opinion. You know what I mean? If it comes to a complete game. And, um, yeah, listen, Valentina is just world class. And Antonina, she's not a bad fighter at all, but she lacks the ground game, you know, and uh, a, a lot, actually, in my opinion. I know she has submission wins on, on her record, but still, I don't think she has a good, good, good ground game at all. And, uh, man, this was a good fight for Andrea Lee. So, yeah, I was yeah, not surprised. I agree. 
I agree. I agree. Let's get this uh, comment. Don't drive bet uh, Shevchenko beat Lipsky because Lipsky's awful. She's not great. Um, the fact that she got dominated by Anthony in the ground is very telling. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, so let's go to the prelims here, the early prelims. And uh, first first three fights of the night. Um, this fight, I got to get your guys' thoughts on the stand-up by Mike Beltran. I didn't agree with it, guys. I think it changed the fight completely. I, I, I'm i not saying she was, like, doing a ton of damage, but she, it seemed like she was working. But once they stood her up, Gina Mazzani literally was so – I've never seen a fighter that gassed out, actually. Like, she was absolutely gassed out from being in top. It, it made no sense to me, guys, and showed no heart once again and showed no durability. She has a, she has no chin, really. Got just destroyed by Catcher in the last, like, 10 seconds of the fight. But, you know, AJ, she still did really good in DraftKings, which is crazy, even though she lost. She still got 54 points in a second-round loss, which shows you how dominant she was with the wrestling. But at the end of the day, AJ – Somehow, a James Krause trained fighter gassed out and showed no heart and basically, like, just got stopped with a standing TKO. Give me your thoughts on this one, AJ. Um, I, I got to be honest, I'm not surprised Catchworth won. I knew it would be a close fight, but the way the fight played out with the standoff, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, it, it just goes to show, you know, one, like, small thing at a glance could really impact the whole fight. It, might, it may seem, like, harmless for the referee to stand her up, at least at the time it happened, but we saw what how that changed the fight. And uh, I got to say, man, I think, honestly, it was an adrenaline dump because I'm looking at uh, Mazzani's stats from the previous fight. You know, she landed 106 strikes. She landed seven takedowns and 12 attempts. Um, so, like, I think it was more of just, like, you know, an adrenaline dump, a discouragement maybe. Um, because she's clearly shown, you know, that she could fight at a high pace, and Kraus uh, fighters are always in good shape, always coming in with good game plans. But um, it's just really unfortunate for her and her team, honestly. So, uh, but but on the flip side, kudos to Cachuera. That's two knockouts in a row. I, I know that some people hit that that KO prop. That's not my style, but uh, happy for all those that uh, took the chance. Yeah, AJ, our, um, Marcel, any thoughts on this fight? The stand up from yeah, Mike my, Beltran. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, on you know, I love Mike Beltran, but that was a bad stand up in my I opinion. Uh, I said it on Twitter, and people coming at me like, oh man, you had probably money on Mazzani. I was like, no, I picked Cachoeira to win that fight via knockout. So I was like, I was actually, I, my, my pick was correct, but I don't feel like I had a correct pick for the simple reason that I think Mazzani was controlling the fight. Listen, man, if it goes to a third round, we know, don't know what happens. She can still get finished. You know what I mean? But the first, the second round, I was like, Cachoeira has to keep the standing to, to, to get the win. And the first thing she does was like a lazy punch where Mazzani ducked under and she took her down. And she couldn't stand up anymore. So, um, yeah, I think Beltran heavily influenced the outcome of the fight, man. I mean, Mazzani was not in trouble at all. She was gassed. She was she was big she was gassed in my opinion but she wasn't in trouble on in top control you know and the minute she he took her off it was over it was over man uh Kishira was landing hard punches um yeah not a good look in my opinion for for beltran in this one but hey man he can have a mistake one time i mean if toyoni can make 10 mistakes in one event my beltran can, can get one mistake in a year so uh, yeah okay Happens. Yeah, because you're a uh, plus two fifteen catch where easy dog money. You had no choice to bet the value. I agree with dog or pass. I passed. Um, I was asleep, so cast the under. I talked about that a little bit. The plus two hundred odds on the under um, with two low level fighters. AJ, that's something that that's another angle you can take in these kind of fights. Yeah, it's a woman's fight, but two kind of low level women that can be finished. That's that wasn't was a bad. Like, go, ahead, go ahead. She was she was the biggest favorite on the card. How does that that's, even make sense? Yeah, that's really weird. Eh? Like it's just that was the kind of part. It was the matchmaking was very very <clears> tight. 
Um, two more fights left to talk about. Tucker Lutz defeats Kevin Aguilar. What a fight. Great fight. Um, Lutz, I thought, won the first two rounds. Third round, man. Kevin Aguilar. I was scared because I had Lutz as a play. I was like, oh, shit. He's, I'm like, run, Tucker. I was screaming at him. Run. I'm just like, run. Get the get your decision, man. Like, Kevin Aguilar was going after him, man. He wanted to knock him out. He was at home fighting in front of the crowd. And that I think that's going to be it for Kevin Aguilar. And the UFC's lost four straight fights now, right? But he went for it. But, yeah, Tucker Lutz, guys. Um, you know, I was on Lock of the Night show last week. And, they were like, Adam, give me your lock of the name. I'm like, guys, you know I fucking hate that word. That's what I thought. I'm like, I'm shivering <laughs> listening to that word. And I'm like, fine. I'm like, you want, you want me to put a gun to my head and tell you which, which, what's going to cash for sure? It's going to be the under in the main event. That's what I said. But he's like, come on, man. I already gave that out. I'm like, all right, fine. Lots. Lots will be my play of the week. And thankfully, he did win. But uh, I like this kid, man. What do you think, AJ? I think he's got a high pace, good wrestling, pretty good cardio. What do you think? Yeah, he's he's fairly well rounded, and I guess hot take. I actually scored every round for Lutz. I think we had a bit of a bias in our heads, maybe watching it live because Aguilar made round three a lot more interesting than the previous two. Lutz definitely won rounds one and two clear, and so by Aguilar just making it closer, made it seem like maybe he won. And I still think the argument's there, but um, yeah, I think he pretty much just took control. Uh, you know, I think he coasted a little bit in round three because he knew he was up to your point, but. Dude, and honestly, like, let's talk about the takedowns. Like, into this fight, Aguilar had 87% takedown defense, mm-hmm. and Tucker took him down three times on four attempts and, yep. and kept him there uh, a decent bit. I'm seeing three minutes of control. So, yeah, uh, good bet on your end. Uh, yeah. He looked good. Um, I don't know what his ceiling is. Uh, I'd like to see him test a little bit more, but it's nice to see that he had his UFC debut out of the way. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you that right now. I think that's you, you brought up a great point because I think in this sport, you can't blindly look at the stats. And I looked at that last week, and I'm like, 87%. He must have really good takedown defense. I ran and watched the fight back with Dan Ige. Dan Ige took him down a couple times. And the way he took him down, I was like, Tucker Lutz could do the same thing. So that's kind of why I like Tucker here. Fight played out actually very similar to what I thought. Um, let's get these comments. Does Danny been a dog to finish my strikes twice? Logic made catch wear the right bit for sure. Um, we were on meltdown mode. It, it happens, Kinshiro. Trust me. We've all we've all had bad nights. It happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, are you going to say something, Marcel? Marcel, I haven't thought you know about this fight yet, so I don't know. Oh, I apologize. I thought, I thought I asked you. Give me your thoughts on this one. I apologize, man. I think it was a clear 30-27 win for Aguilar. If I was a Houston judge, it was 30-27 for Lutz, obviously. Um, yeah, good fight from him, man. You had a good read on it. Um, I pick Aguilar. Like, one of my few good think. reads on this card, guys. <laughs> yeah, still. It's a tough you know? card, man. Uh, and if you if you combine our our picks, you know we still go with the positive. So if you combine all three cards, uh, I still don't <laughs> think we would have yeah, got twelve and zero on this card. <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, it, it was a good fight from Lutz, man. Good UFC debut, uh, very solid, uh, good showing. And uh, yeah, I think Aguilar is done in the UFC. Too bad for him. He, he worked so hard to get in the UFC, but I think he's done, man. I agree. And then last fight, opening card fight, uh, Cristo Diagos wins a bonus. I got to be honest, I don't mind him getting the bonus. I would have given it to Muniz because I think that submitting Jokere is such a big deal. So I would have given it to Muniz. Like, to me, that's like a legendary submission, guys. Like, he broke Jokere's arm and submitted him. First guy to ever do that. That, to me, $75,000 bonus. But Diagos looked amazing, too. So I don't blame them for giving it to him. First round, man, <laughs> as someone who had a ton of – I didn't bet on Diagos. I know you did, AJ. AJ, were you shitting your pants a little bit when he's getting rocked by those punches and his legs started stumbling a little bit? Any thoughts? Yeah, I was perplexed <laughs> why he didn't have more urgency to wrestle. Maybe he was trying to manage his cardio, but I don't trust Soriano's cardio either from the eye test, and he was taking on short notice. But finally, he had urgency in the second round. He rejuvenated himself, uh, got his got his wits together, and then got the takedown, and then got the submission. I, um, I know a lot of people cast that plus 600 submission prop or whatever. My only hesitation was 
Jagos hasn't won by sub since 2015. I noticed on tape he's position over submission. Usually he couldn't submit a, a minus, but I'm happy to see that if you're on that prop, you cashed it. Yeah, it was a big four-unit play for me. Uh, I gave that out as one of my tip plays. And it was, again, you get some of these bets where it's a little hairy, but again, it's nice to see that the judges were out of the equation. He got a dominant win in round two. And um, yeah, he's a pretty underrated guy. I have concerns about his cardio in general, but he's he's a well-rounded dude who's only really lost to like Gilbert Burns and Jakar Close and uh, Charles Oliveira, the champ. So yeah, he's underrated. Give me your thoughts, Marcel, on the opening card fight. Do you think he should have got the bonus or would you have given it to Muniz? Yeah, obviously I give it to Muniz, man. It's like... Uh... What 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 would you have done if uh, Hernandez didn't get the bonus against Vieira? Would have been crazy, right? It's kind of the same thing to me. So and even even worse, this one not getting the bonus. But um, yeah, not much more to say. Good comeback for Diagos after first round. Um, yeah, solid Dars, you know. And uh, yeah. he, he he did what he had to do. But uh, first round didn't look great. But uh, yeah, good win. And he called out Don Cerrone after the fight. I mean, we'll see. I don't think they'd give him Cerrone, but. They might because at this point it's like Donald's not going to get a layup fight. I don't think. Um, I feel like they could do this fight, build up Gagos's name a little bit. It seems like you know he's a pretty marketable guy. So I mean, I think he looked good in this fight, except for like you said, AJ. I'm watching. I'm like, why is this guy not wrestling? Why is he standing and banging with Soriano? Please don't do this. And then of course he gets the takedown. Get these comments. Daniel says I put Aguilar in the same fade in that category. Ferguson Souza have to fade him. I agree. You can show us talking about how as parlays haven't been winning. Just do uh, straight bets, man. I mean, that's <laughs> – I look at my stats, AJ. The straight bets are the thing that's going like this. The parlays like this, straight bets like this for me. Props, I don't do good in props, man. I think I think it's hard enough to pick fights, like the winner, that I don't even want to touch those things. But straight bets for me are like this this year. But the other stuff's like this, you know, AJ? So I know you're the exact same way as me. You like the straight bets too. Um, mm -hmm. We got about five minutes left here, guys. Um was there any other event from the weekend? I must be forgetting something, right? Was there another event? Was there was there anything? I, I forgot. Let me let me double check here. I mean, I what? mean, your boy Arjun Bu uh, Buller. Yeah, yeah, we got to talk about that a little quickly. One championship. Uh, Arjun Buller beats uh, Brandon Vera, and uh, my boy my boy Gary Mangat beats. Uh, I can't remember who he beat, but yeah, he won to fight Canadian guys. So that's cool. That was it, though. Really, um, there was an LFA card too. I didn't see the card. Did you guys watch that one? I don't know. I didn't see it. Let me no. double check what. What the results yeah. were oh kirk retired uh kirk retired daniel swain in the first round yeah i think that swain guy he fought on laramie on contender series probably the end of his career yeah i do the opening odds for lfa but i gotta be honest like aj i'm looking at the fight sometimes and like the fighters are zero and zero and i'm like how do the odds makers even set lines for these fights like are they just guessing like how do you set a line yeah. with a zero zero fighter that has no tape i mean that just seems really odd to me and then you see one as a big favorite it's like what do they know that we don't know you know what i mean but uh Anyways, yeah, so 262, let's just wrap it up, guys. Um, any last thoughts on this card before we get into, obviously, next week's card, which is UFC Font Garbrandt? I'll start with you, Marcel. Any last thoughts on UFC 262? No, nothing. Are you, AJ, anything? Um, nice to see a new champ. I think the winner of McGregor and Poirier is going to face Oliveira next. Yep, yep. Gabe Killing, Eddie Shot, your boy's fighting. I can't wait for this fight. Um, I'm not going to talk about it right now. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I actually have to do the tape study for that fight tonight. I have did tape study for half the card already, and I have a few strong leans. I feel like I have a better read on this card this weekend than, than last week's card, which was hard. This card does have a lot of pick em fights, but there's also a few fights um, with some big favorites, like uh, your boy, Demir Ismagulov. Both of you guys. You guys both love him, Demir. 
And you got some other big favorites like uh, Ben Rothel's a big favorite in his fight. Um, I don't know. By the way, guys, I don't know if this Godinez fight's happening. I heard there's some visa issues. So I think that fight mm -hmm. not, might not, yeah, it might not happen. So don't even bother doing it. I did the tape study for it last time, like a dumbass. I actually liked Alper in that fight. I got to be honest with you because she was two weight classes bigger. So I think that she had a good chance to grind her out. Alves plus 420. I got to be honest. I did a tape study and that guy looks pretty good to me, man. I'm not going to lie, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. I don't know if I can pick him, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. I don't want to give out any hints, but actually I do think Alves is better than people think. Uh, props are hard to gamblers. I agree. Um, anyway, that's it for today, guys. I mean, there's anything else. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about with where we have two minutes left? AJ, is there anything else that's been grinding groups? Any news or anything you want to talk about quickly? Any, any like tips or any thoughts or anything? Um, I mean, no, not, not really. I've been looking at the Bellator card. We got that on Friday and then yes. we got UFC. So, and, um, and you'll be on yeah. with me on Thursday to, to break down that card, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, so we got to cut back to the Bellator grind. Uh, looking forward to that. And then, uh, yeah, well, this is I, what I noticed was we have a, a card, UFC card this week, but we don't have one. We have a bye week the next week. So we got a little yes. bit of a break in there. So, yeah, it's been, it's yeah. the first time in like two months that we've had a week off. And as someone who does this like every week and spends a lot of time doing this, it's nice to get a week off, although I'm not going to lie. I feel like I have so much momentum right now, AJ. I don't want to stop. You know what I mean? But we do need a week mm -hmm. off. We're all humans, so it's nice to get a week off. Marcel, any, anything else you want to talk about quickly? We have two minutes left. Was there anything, any news or anything that happened or any fight announcement or anything like that? Nothing on my mind, man. All right, cool. I think that's it for today then, guys. Let's do it. Um, Once again, appreciate everyone joining the chat. Thanks, guys. Love all you guys. Um, love doing the show. Hope you guys enjoy the show. We do the free podcast Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday here at maosbreaker.com, 4 p.m. Eastern. Monday, Tuesday, me and Marcel, and then Thursday with me and AJ. Uh, appreciate everyone's listening. Trying to grow the numbers. I mean, listen, I understand there's a lot of podcasts out there, guys, but I do think we have one of the best podcasts out there. I do think that me, AJ, and Marcel are very sharp. I think Marcel is one of the best guys in the business. I think AJ is one of the best up-and-comers in the business, and I've been doing this a long time. So I feel like, you know, if you guys are listening to this podcast, you're probably learning something about the sport, and that's, at the end of the day, what I love people learning about the sport, hopefully profiting from some of our advice. AJ, plug yourself. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Twitter right there. AJ Shulo contribute to daily fan MMA as well as MMA OB. Yeah. If you want to take my bets for the events, I have a few posted already. A couple, uh, maybe some Bellator as well, waiting for the odds to be released. Those can be found on daily fan MMA uh, on the betting hub. Yeah. Good luck guys. Thanks for having me on. Good talking with you guys and oh, of uh, have a nice evening. Yeah. Thanks for coming, AJ. Marcel, plug your stuff. Marcel24, Twitter, Instagram, MMADNA.nl, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you can find it. Marcel's almost at 20,000 followers, guys. Let's get him there. And let's get me to 10,000. I'm like, I'm barely there. I'm almost there. And Marcel's doubled me up. So I want to, you know, have something to say to Marcel about this. And let's get AJ to a few thousand too. We're, we're almost there, AJ. Appreciate you guys tuning in. MMAdamartin on Twitter, BJPen.com, MMAodsbreaker.com mymenus.com, elite fantasy, elite betting, fantasy fanatics. Um, and by the way, AJ, I wanted to ask you this quickly before we go. You've got one minute left. How was your DFS night? Because I know you did 150 teams in the mini max. Did you profit at all, or how was your night? Any thoughts? It, it was a break even. The betting night. That's okay. Was, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mm -hmm. actually ended up winning a couple hundred bucks on, which is nice. I made a ton of teams, and I will be putting in another 150 teams this week too. I'm loving the DFS. It's making me think about the fights from such a different perspective. It's such a deep perspective. It's just like, not only do you have to think about who's going to win, but how they win. And that mm -hmm. stuff to me is so interesting. So I'm excited for this week, AJ. But hey, if I can profit a couple hundred bucks on DFS, which is hard to do, I will take that. So it's a good week, guys. Hope all you guys enjoyed it. And we'll be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern, to break down UFC Fight Night, Font versus Garbrandt. Have a great one, guys. Peace.